holidays, everyone. Hi. I'm Alice. I'm Dan. And today we are recording our Christmas special. We have a bit of a small break between our last episode in December and making you all wish that you had known the information that we shall present to you in January. Don't worry, it's not that bad. It depends on who you are. Yeah, fair enough. But we thought we'd give you a little bit of content in the interim. And we figured what better way than to celebrate the most American custom there is. Christmas. (laughs) Aside from Black Friday, of course. Oh, yeah. So today, I'm going to talk about one celebration of the winter solstice in Rome. And this was called Saturnalia. Back when calendars were wonky as all get out, (laughs) December 25th was the day of the winter solstice, or the shortest day of the year. Mm. So it's no wonder that many different cultures have celebrations centered around the time of modern-day Christmas. Nowadays, we celebrate the winter solstice on December 21st, given that we no longer use the Julian calendar. Unless you are the Eastern Orthodox Church. Or certain businesses, apparently. Honestly, I don't even know why, but here we are! (laughs) Yeah. So, you special little beans outside who want to still use the little Julian calendar, in this special episode, I will be covering the Romans' celebration of the winter solstice events. And as I mentioned at the beginning, this is called Saturnalia. This is modeled after Cronalia, which celebrated Saturn's Greek equivalent, Kronos. Yeah. So the event worshipped Saturn. Who knew? (laughs) Well, Saturn was the Roman god of agriculture in addition to all of that time stuff. (laughs) But I thought that uh, Ceres was the god of... He was the god of seeds and sowing, if you want to be incredibly specific about it. And there is a reason why Saturnalia had to deal with a lot of sacrifices and feasting. Fair enough. So, fun fact, Saturn got his name because, being the Roman version of Cronus, he too ate his children. Oh. So, his name actually implied that he gorged himself on both age and time. The roots for Saturn are basically where you get the term satiated from, because again, (laughs) S-A-T. On this day, or rather, set of days, most farmers would finish their autumn planting in early December, so they'd use this time to give their offerings to Saturn in hopes of a bountiful harvest. Imagine being able to plant in the autumn, bro. Yes. Happy Mediterranean cultures, man. I wouldn't know. (laughs) Well, this was officially celebrated on December 17th, but it lasted for about a week until December 23rd. Hmm. A fun fact, though, different Roman emperors had different views on the holiday. I mean, that's pretty much everything. Like, different rulers are like, oh, this is a wonderful holiday, or oh, this is a horrible one. That's fair, but at least none of the presidents have yet to change, and I say yet. How much time we get off for Christmas. Sure, it's up to the individual corporations, but at least we agree on the one day, because, you know, we say we separated church and state, but did we really? Eh, well. Only the finest sarcastic commentary, folks. Uh, yeehaw. Augustus didn't want to close the banks for any longer than he needed to, and I don't think he was much of a party animal, which mood man. (laughs) So... Much like the modern corporations, Augustus limited the celebration of Saturnalia to three days. Mm. Which is just California here in America with their Thanksgiving break. I kid, we only get two days and not a week like every other state. It's great. Caligula, another Roman emperor, extended the celebration of Saturnalia back to five days. And another thing 
that modeled modern culture, similar to the whole corporation thing, is that people don't give a damn about what the Empress thought, so they just celebrated the full seven days anyhow. We stand. On the main day of Saturnalia, Romans would make a sacrifice to the god and cut the woolen bonds tied to his statue's feet in order to symbolize freeing Saturn for the day. Because just like Kronos, Saturn's kids weren't exactly thrilled with the fact that they were eaten alive. The Romans would then celebrate and feast, and this was a pretty banging festival. They would even get a painting of Saturn and have it sit in attendance as if the god was really there. <laughs> Which gives me the appeasing my absentee father vibes, but you know, to each culture their own. Just gotta have imaginary <laughs> friends sometimes. Or imaginary fathers. And in case you were wondering, yes, a lot of people used the festival to drink themselves into stupor. Yeah, well, that's that's what people do when celebrating. Why do you think this is where modern Christmas comes from? <laughs> well, modern decency was rather thrown out the window for a lot of people during this time, and many of the upper-class citizens weren't the biggest fan of seeing randos stumble around without their togas on. But they grinned and bore it. Or at least they tried to. Now you can sort of see why some of the emperors wanted to, uh, shorten how long they had to see that. And I don't exactly blame them. I'm not really the extrovert drink-all-day party-goer myself. However, if I had seven days off, that would slap, bro. That is fair. It did not stop all of the drunks, let's be honest here. Saturnalia was the most popular festival of the year for Romans. And if you were lower class, you really looked forward to it. Yeah. It was the one time of the year slaves didn't have to work, and social restrictions were very much laxed. That's ideal. I mean, slaves could even wear their master's clothing and dress up. Aww. They got closer to equality on a few days than America ever did until the 1960s. Ooh. <laughs> the lower class and slave classes could actually have fun in similar ways as their masters, as... Many events, such as dice throwing, were actually restricted to the upper classes. Mm. And now you can actually have fun. Gotta love when that comes with your class. <laughs> well, a fun aside that I am absolutely in love with is how intellectuals celebrated Saturnalia and Cronalia. Being the introverted nerds that they were, they would gather away from the riotous masses. Mood. Yeah. And this was usually a bathhouse. <laughs> Over there, they would flex their philosophy skills and have group existential crises about the state of the universe, which we do here on a weekly basis. Only a weekly basis. I have them in my mind every single day of my life. You're right. It is also me on a daily basis, just now over text and not in a bathhouse, but... Very true. Now we just have faster communication. <laughs> and ways to advertise our existential crises to the masses. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. If you ever want proof as to how little humans have changed over the millennium, just look at the non-evolution of nerds, you let alone us. drunkers. Exactly! <laughs> we fit right in. Mm -hmm. Aside from gender, but that's beside the point. Ah, eh, well, they could fight me. <laughs> and they would lose. <laughs> this next part, I just have to quote from the University of Chicago's reading on this. At a time of merriment, the season was also an occasion for murder. The Purge. <laughs> Absolutely iconic, and I can entirely see this being the case, too. In one incident, some rebels known as the Catiline Conspirators literally planned to kill the entire Senate on that day and set the city on fire. That, uh, that, that didn't go through, 
They got caught, thankfully, for the uh, people in said city being set on fire. Yeah. But I do appreciate their ambition. <laughs> yeah? Guy Fox, anyone? It, yes, this was the Roman version of that, especially given that it was literally organized by another Roman senator. Yeah, well, assassination <laughs> hours. Exactly. Carasala, or as you might have known him as better, Marcus Aurelius. He killed his brother during these festivities. This guy was actually one of Rome's worst emperors. Wait, Marcus or his brother? Marcus was one of Rome's worst emperors. Okay. He was power hungry and very fond of murder. Mm. His poor brother really didn't stand a chance, given that they were literally sharing rulership over his father's death. And I'm pretty sure that had something fishy to do with it too, but... However, karma did bite Marcus Aurelius back when he was assassinated a few years later. Yeah, that's just kind of like corrupt leaders. Well, unfortunately for Aurelius, his son also got the curse, for his son Commodus was strangled to death in his bathhouse also during the Saturnalia festival. Oh, so he was a nerd. Yes, ser seriously. Also, what is it with this line of emperors and assassinations during Saturnalia? You're either assassinating or be assassinated. It's literally like the kill or be killed of Look, all festivals. Look, if you're in the purge version of <laughs> festival hours, hey, that is exactly throat. when you t make an assassination. That is fair. But honestly, going back to Commodus, the fact that Commodus was strangled by a guy named Narcissus somehow makes this so much funnier <laughs> to me. I mean, sure, Narcissus was paid to do this, but it's still hilarious. The basis of the myth. <laughs> yes. Well, Saturnalia in and of itself lasted for quite some time. It was only in 480, or CE, that the festival was assimilated into the Christian celebration of the winter solstice known as Christmas. I've never heard of that holiday before. Oh, wow. It's not like I have a uh, pile of presents going sky high that I'm giving out to people. It's not like I ever overdo this holiday. <laughs> yeah. Comparing the two events of Saturnalia and Christmas, however, many traditions of Saturnalia are pretty much the same as Christmas today, murder and all. <laughs> <laughs> we might not free a child-eating god for a few days, but more than a few people like to celebrate with grand feasts and over-intoxication. The more hallmark traditions largely come from pagan and other influential holidays that Christianity gobbled up in their conquest for power. I mean, to be fair, I'm not Christian in any way, shape, or form, but Christmas is just kind of like family hours. It turned into family hours after Christianity gobbled up all the other traditions and spat out whatever amalgamation like we have now. But we do have the conquering Romans and, by association through Cronalia, the Greeks, to thank for our mandatory annual office Christmas parties. And we have Zoom to thank for companies continuing these mandated parties over COVID, simply moving the site of torture to our own place of refuge from the dreaded socialization. Ooh. Thanks, guys. Thanks oh, so no. Much. On that better note, happy holidays and the sincerest best of luck at any parties you've been mandated to attend. My heart truly goes out to you. We'll see you next year and fill you full of existential dread. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. And catch you next time.